What's up, Bills Mafia, Blue Mafia, Bills fans, lovers, everywhere united. We are back. It's week 10 in the NFL. The Bills have the lowly 1-6 Jags, but it's the NFL. You never know. It's a weird week here in Western New York. We've got some nice weather, even though it's the second week in uh, November. We're going to talk a little Bills football, obviously. It's a weird week, though, let's be honest. Unless you're in Jacksonville getting schnockered up, sitting on a beach somewhere. It's a weird week. We got the Jags. We should blow them out. Should be exciting. Should be a good first half. And then we're going to do the top five quarterback matchups around the league, just like we do every week. Nice quick episode for you coming on Sunday morning. Let's go. We got game day morning on the left here. Come on now. I can see Blue Mafia. So, let's do it. What do we got? Trevor, Blonde, Jesus, Lawrence, Urban, Butthole, Meyer. Did anybody ever see the video of Urban Meyer when he was on the Zoom chat during the pandemic and there's a person on the other side of the camera, like shirtless? That was great. That was a red flag right there. He's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. Anyways, I'm sure they're going to talk a lot about him on Sunday on the broadcast. I'm actually not sure which broadcast it's on, but sure we're going to hear a lot about Trevor Lawrence's college success. We're going to hear a lot about Urban Meyer's college success. Uh, don't need to really bore you with those details, but a couple things I see on the Jaguars that I do like. Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, a couple good playmakers, veteran Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, just to answer my friend Maddie a couple weeks ago, it's not him that did the front flip into the end zone for the Bengals. That was, uh, I looked it up, but not Marvin Jones Jr., even though Marvin Jones Jr. has been in the league for a very long time, and it was Jerome Simpson that did the front flip for the Bengals. We're going to talk a little bit about the Bengals in the uh, second part here. Might have a Joe Burrow sighting, but um, running back there for Jaguars, Travis Etienne, they unfortunately took a, a risk in drafting a running back and got the bad juju of having him immediately have a Liz Frank foot injury. Disappointing. You don't know how many W's that he would have accounted for, but you have to think that the fact that Trevor Lawrence played with him in college would have helped him just to navigate the waters, have a friend around. Obviously, he's around, but to have a guy out on the field of battle to then be able to talk to off of I just feel like ETN would have brought a lot of good vibrations to the huddle considering Trevor Lawrence played with him in college. But he was obviously injured in the preseason, out for the entire season, unfortunate. But James Robinson, good back, overperformer, sort of a no-namer 
good good back though and he can run hard and every week I'm obviously not necessarily pessimistic but I do believe that the Jaguars have enough of a running back and quarterback to have a couple of scampers on this defense today um, it's a game of football I played it at a decently high level. Went to several Division One camps, combines. Played Division Three at a low level. But the game is the game is the game. Wherever you are. I haven't gone that far, but in America, the game is the game is the game. And every Sunday, you gotta play the game. And that's sort of the realistic side of me just understanding that these games that are sort of difficult to get up for you know that your opponent is extremely lackluster should not beat you should probably not even compete with you those are sort of strange to get motivated for and especially for a young team not used to being in the driver's seat the Chiefs have faltered the young you see how quickly something can happen with the unfortunate tragedy of the death in the accident with Henry Ruggs you can check out a little bit of my thoughts on society and the internet mob um over at thetryandtimes.com some of my off the field blogger stuff but you see how quickly that can change a season a team a life several lives so hopefully a team like the Bills was able to recognize some of the things I've seen that I don't like in the Bills organization is all these talks of drinking. Drinking, drinking, drinking. Well, Henry Ruggs was drinking. <sighs> Buffalo's a boring town. Buffalo just watched the story of Jack Eichel end in a shudder. Buffalo is a weird town. Everyone wants to talk shit about Jack Eichel having a cocaine problem. Buffalo is a weird town. I've seen NFL players out at bars. I've seen NFL players fucked up, you know, 48 hours before a game. I've played in college, Division Three. People drink. People get fucked up. It's unfortunate that mental health is not necessarily linked to alcohol personally I've been able to triumph over alcohol choose not to drink it anymore and it gives me a lot of extra energy one simple reason but I saw a lot of uh, Josh Allen signs of alcohol prior to his uh Appearance on Monday Night Football with the Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. I swear, I thought he looked like he was a little bit fucked up from the night before when he walked into the game on Sunday morning. And that's just me. 
what do I know? But, man, I swear he looked like he was out the night before. And he looked like he was hitting that hangover at, like, 1240, right before game time. And you can't smash beer on the field. Just want to be careful because a big guy like that, guys can drink until they can't. And every man can drink until he can't. No matter how big, how tall, how strong, no man can conquer alcohol. On the other side of the, you know, the other side of the foot, whatever you want to call, Jordan Poyer, I've talked on Twitter and pods, has relinquished himself of alcohol and is now allegedly feeling a lot better, doing a lot more work in the community, and his performance on the field shows. Now you have different ages, different positions, but both spiritual warriors, crazy, crazy warriors. It doesn't take long for a bad decision to become a life-altering decision. And hopefully the Bills understand that because right now, just to set expectations, they have not won anything yet. Don't want to party before you can throw the Super Bowl trophy over the boat like Tom Brady did. And he didn't do that on one, two, three, four, five. He did it after he left a team and went and won one in another city at age like 50. The alcohol stuff needs to be talked about more. It just fucks you up. It's fun. It's cool. It's awesome. Feels great. Until the next morning, until the next decade, until the next court date. So be aware, young players out there. Just a matter of time until you get in trouble so on that note we're going to kick it over obviously the Bills should win this weekend it's really a matter of a winning mindset and staying the course right now and Josh Allen is a young man and he's made mistakes I'm sure while you know he's obviously not in the public eye you know intermingling relationships just things become more complicated and you hope that guys like Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde continue to rein in these young guys and the thing is is Diggs doesn't seem like he's that type he seems like he's keeps his body pretty pretty clean but all this talk of Josh Allen pounding beer and him and Mahomes pounding beer at Manning's camp golf outing Don't make it a habit, Josh. Let's keep it together. Keep it tight. That's about it. Let's kick it over to the uh, top five quarterback matchups of the week. As we got a quick Sunday episode, we got to get this up. We save an hour, so uh, we're back here. Kurt Warner's on the telly. We're going to switch it over now. Talking quarterbacks. Every week I do the top five quarterback matchups with implications. Dennis Reynolds made the word implications famous. But every week it's five duels between quarterbacks that have huge implications for the regular season and also the postseason. So, 
who do we have? Number uno, Baker, left wing, Mayfield, versus Joe Banger, Burrow. AFC North, orange and black, orange and brown, fisticuffs. Just a couple of gangs of boys meeting outside and throwing down. Gangs of New York style. This game's going to be bloody. You got all that pan-up aggression of the Browns organization between Baker and the defense and the offense and staff, front office, Odell Beckham. No thanks. Um, Bengals on the opposite side, complete opposite side of the spectrum. Smoking Joe Burrow, just carrying on like he didn't tear an ACL. Like... LSU has fallen off. Joe Burrow blows knee, gets his wide receiver, just starts balling, gets his throat jabbed up in one of the early weeks. No big deal. Smoking Joe's there. Baker is on the backside of getting close to losing some respect. He's very close to losing any respect he's earned in his own locker room and around the NFL. If he puts up 300 and wins, he can maybe extend that plank that he's walking a couple more weeks, but you know that this is going to have repercussions on his contract. It's pretty much already done. Who knows where he ends up, but he'll probably or possibly, I should say, end up maybe like a Chase Daniel type. Two. Derek Carr versus the New York Giants. I didn't like Derek Carr. I got my Airlines throwback. Airlines Junior Football, by the way. If you haven't figured it out yet, found this old jersey. Airlines baby. Reebok. <clears throat> But Derek Carr reminded me of Little League football in a good way with his comments regarding Henry Ruggs. And like I said, you can read my piece on Henry Ruggs at thetryintimes.com. But Derek Carr was impressive, uh, both in the John Gruden firing and in the Henry Ruggs situation. Uh, both of his comments were thought-provoking and spiritually awakening. Just good to see that somebody out there has a heart. Uh, obviously a poor decision by Ruggs, but you see how quickly it can happen. Now, on the other side, the Giants. Somebody's weed-whacking, but we're going to keep shooting. On the other side, the Giants, Danny Dizzy's dimes. He's coming along. Imagine if the Giants just had Eldell Beckham. What if Odell Beckham went back to Danny Dimes? They've got about six receivers. Now, Nate Geary 
said, and a lot of people said, Odell Beckham's not a diva. The Giants have sucked since he left. He became a sex symbol on a yacht with a bunch of guys in pants and boots. Pants and boots and boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. Anytime Odell comes up, I'm just going to talk boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants. Danny Dimes, though, I like him. He's got a bad haircut, weird shaped skull, but he's a warrior. That one's going to be interesting. Can the Raiders come out to the East Coast and win? Weather will probably be a little bit chilly. Can uh, they overcome this adversity? Man, ever since the Raiders moved, weird karma. That big black uh, toilet bowl stadium of theirs. Go look at the stadium. It looks like a big black porcelain toilet bowl. Patriots Panthers. Old Super Bowl. One of my favorite Super Bowls. Jake DeLome had a gutsy performance in the Super Bowl versus Tom Brady. That that Panthers team, Steve Smith, Mushin, Mushin Muhammad, Deshaun Foster, that Deshaun Foster was so fun to watch. But today it's a tale of a couple of different QBs. Sammy Darnold, who has lost his best player, Probably the reason why he went there. Little, little security blanket. Christian McCaffrey's out. Chuba Hubbard, disappointing. He's lost his step. He was really explosive in college. Maybe he boozed in college. But, now, this is why the Bills must stay engaged. The Patriots are onto a new frontier without Tom Brady, without Stephon Gilmore. They are in a new rotation. They could be 7-1 and one right now. The Patriots are legit. And I said this about the Titans before the year. Nobody talked about them. Now, obviously, Derrick Henry's hurt. I don't know how anyone thought Derrick Henry wasn't going to get hurt. It's physics. His feet are going to be little nubs by the time the season's over if you keep running him as much as they did. Get a backup. Now they have Adrian Peterson. Weird. These guys aren't meant to live forever. I don't even remember what I was talking about. The Patriots. Anyways, 7-1 and one they could be. And Matt Judon, they're on to a new frontier. <laughs> they could be 7-1. and one. Matt Judon, red sleeves, is an absolute beast. I talked about it. I talked about how the Titans were underlooked. Got it. CTE remembered. Talked about when the Titans were overlooked. Obviously now they're going to have a challenge. They don't have a backup plan. Patriots, they are deep. They're not great, but they're very good. They could be seven and one. Mac Jones isn't that great, but he's fucking good. And he's swaggy. 
and they have good athletes on the outside. Nobody great. Nobody selfish. Two tight ends. Good O-line. Good defense. The Patriots are good. Don't get it twisted. We could go 15-2 and two and lose to the Patriots in the playoffs. Love it. So now, once again, sorry about the guy outside lawn mowing. It's okay, though. We'll have a studio someday, boys and gals. It's all right. We're going to keep it going. 49ers Cardinals. Kyler and Jimmy. Kyler and Jimmy. Cardinals, obviously, sexy team. I've said from the beginning of this year, just a matter of time before A.J. Green, J.J. Watt get hurt. Cool signings. J.J. Watt was playing good. I get it. I do think that he does steroids. I do think that's why he always gets hurt. I do think he's going to always get hurt. Maybe he doesn't do steroids anymore, but I think he did. Probably in college, like Latimer. Maybe I'm wrong. But he's obviously injury prone and so is Kyler. And I just don't know how physics... I don't know how that kid survives the year. The Cardinals are a pretty good team though and their defense is impressive. And the 49ers, they've been underperforming thus far this year. But they've come from behind before. Now Shanahan on the other hand, I have always been a little bit down on... Not from thinking he's not capable of being a great coach, but just thinking, like, why is everybody... I mean, he's obviously he should be a good coach. He's the son of a coach. But why does that make him more capable of being a guru or being a leader than anyone else? Because he wears cool hats? Obviously, that's a good divisional matchup. That one will be good. And then finally, we have the NFL losing out by trying to run Derrick Henry into the ground and putting him on prime time. No prime time Derrick Henry, no prime time Aaron Rodgers. That's why the Packers don't make this. I'm sick of talking about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I don't feel sorry for them. So they didn't make the list. Jordan Love, good luck. They'll probably suck. I don't think Jordan Love's going to do that good. Just quick side... He'll probably do okay. They won't give him enough to do great right now. PR. But we will find out what Ryan Tannehill is all about. And I've been tricked now for about a year on Tannehill. I've kind of started to think that he can make every throw when it counts and when it matters. Obviously, he's gotten so comfortable having that power running game. Tonight we're going to find, well, tomorrow night we're going to find out versus the Rams. And we'll see what he's got without Derrick Henry behind him next to him. We'll see that political smile. He smiles like a talking head politician. We'll see how long that lasts, right? On the other side, Matt Stafford staying clean. He did hit his little fingernail on a helmet. He's barely gotten touched. But he's done good so far. But last point, Cooper Cup cannot survive this season with this usage. 
just like Derrick Henry could not Cooper Cup can't possibly last a year with this much usage that's it thanks for listening let's get this up you guys have a great Sunday go Bills thanks for listening